Hello, and welcome to the Cass Health Podcast, the show where we hope to connect our community with healthcare information that's relatable, understandable, and useful to your life, and where you get to know better the neighbors providing your care here. I'm your host, Carter Anderson, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about healthy holiday eating habits with Cass Health's clinical dietitian, Beth Olson. Before we get started, two quick disclaimers. First, the comments in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Cass Health. Second, the information in this podcast is not intended to be construed as personal medical advice. Always consult your primary care provider with questions and concerns regarding your health. Beth, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us today. Happy to be here. Yeah. Kind of the first thing we want to get kind of rolling with is the stress that the holidays can present. You know, it's only one day a year, but it's only one day a year. Oh my gosh, we have to make sure everything's perfect to make sure everything falls into place exactly how it's supposed to, or it's a failure. No. Can you kind of like unpack some of that stress for us and kind of help people relax and yeah. realize that we're supposed to kind of enjoy the holidays and not be so caught up in the moment, I guess. Absolutely. And, you know, the holidays can bring so many emotions. You know, maybe you get to go and travel and see family you haven't seen in a while, or maybe there's loved ones who aren't at the table this year. And so, you know, I I think that it can become a really emotional thing or, um, you know, especially if um, somebody's kind of taking over the role of, you know, that matriarch of the family or something who who isn't with us this year. And um, they're feeling like they have to make it perfect to make it that childhood experience that they've always had or that their kids always had. And um, so I think for any of us who are kind of those um, ones preparing the food and the house and everything, a lot of people don't see all of that. And so um, you take a breath, like you said, Um, it is just one day. And, you know, although you want it to be perfect, I think what, you know, I look back and remember the most are the memories of, you know, who was around the table and what we did and what we talked about. And so, you know, don't stress so much over, over all of every, you know, everything being just perfect. You know, it's such a blessing to be able to come together with, with whatever family members are able to be there. And so just, you know, taking some some time and and soaking that piece in for the holidays I think can be um, you know one of the best things we can do and if that means some of your food is you know store-bought and you didn't make it from scratch that's okay if that stresses you out then go that route and, and find ways to uh, make sure you're you're not you know you're checking in with yourself and, and taking some of that stress off your plate too right it should be all all the different parts of it should be positive and like you should find enjoyment in it. Like you should, if you want to have it, those things be homemade, you should do it because you enjoy it. Not, oh my gosh, I have to make homemade have stuffing. To do what this. the heck? Yes, so, yes. Yeah. With those holidays coming up, like you said, it's kind of usually focused around a delicious meal of some type. That's usually where the the main discourse happens. Is kind of around the table. Um, how can people kind of prepare for the holidays as they approach, like planning the meal itself? Like kind of like what items you think should be on their shopping lists. Sure. And, you know, for me, I always try and think of, honestly, my plate when I'm planning um, healthy meals for my family. Um, and a lot of times I don't make it that complicated because it's just easier um, to have fresh fruits and vegetables and those sorts of things. You know, you don't need all of the salads that take a lot of extra work and time to prep into it because a lot of people are just happy with, um, you know, some of the just plain things that you get every day um, in the grocery store. So don't feel like you have to go all overboard in that. Think about, you know, what are the staples? 
Um, you know, I know when my mom's preparing the meal, she always asks, sends out a text and asks everybody what their one favorite thing is. And so we're, the, as the family gets be- bigger, that causes her more stress to make all of that food. But yeah, she does enjoy doing that. Um, though, you know, thinking about what are the, the people that are coming, what are they actually like? What are they going to eat? Um, and what, you know, like you said, what brings you joy to make for them as well? You know, if they like the boxed stuffing, by all means, get the boxed stuffing and don't waste the time, you know, cutting up the bread and adding all the spices and making your own homemade stuffing, unless that's something you and your family enjoy preparing and eating. But, um, so, you know, for me, when I'm thinking about the holidays, I kind of stick to the basics and think about how can I have something from all of the food groups and, you know, have some holiday favorites in there, but also still be providing my family with a nutritious meal. So when your mom sends out that text, what is your answer to the question? That's like pretty important. I have to have just one. And I, I'm not nice. I always send her two things because I always have to have my grandma's um, homemade rolls. Um, Those are always have always been a favorite of mine since Mm -hmm. I was a little kid. And then I'm kind of a sucker for pecan pie. I like pumpkin too, but I don't get pecan pie very often. And so if my mom's making a pie, I want pecan pie. There you go. Mom's pecan pie and grandma's rolls. Yep. Okay. Can't go wrong. Very nice. Are there healthier ways to cook traditional holiday staples that make them more nutritious for us while still tasting delicious? Or are there other things that you kind of recommend? There, there certainly are ways, right, to make um, recipes healthier or swap some things out. I'm also um, probably a bit more on the mindful side of things. And so, you know, I'd rather eat something that tastes really delicious. Um, it's, you know, one day a year. And so to me, it's not a big deal. And I would rather my family just really, truly enjoy that recipe that I've made, even if it's full fat, full butter, full sugar, all of that. Um, it's one day a year. It's not going to hurt anybody. And, you know, I think that that's really important for people to savor and really enjoy what they're eating. And oftentimes I share that with my um, my outpatients and, and the, the clients that I see is that it's one day. So enjoy it. You know, don't spend so much time stressing and um, worrying about, you know, how can I make this dish lighter or makes, you know, swaps to it? Because then you do that and it maybe doesn't taste the way your family wants it to. And then you have hurt feelings. And so you know, I think the better thing is to be more mindful being in the moment, um, you know, savoring those dishes that you like. And what I do when I go through the line, you know, I look at everything that's offered and I think, okay, what sounds really good to me? And, you know, just kind of taking a second to pause instead of getting a spoonful of everything. It's like, well, I don't really like this dish that much, so I don't need to put it on my plate or, um, I get this dish all the time. So why would I put it on my plate now? Um, and so I personally try and pick some of those things that I don't get um, as often throughout the year um, and I savor and I really enjoy those. So that's that's kind of something I do um, to make sure that I'm enjoying those holiday foods but not going overboard. Mm-hmm. So kind of make just what you want, how you want it, and then enjoy the things that you really, really enjoy mm-hmm. the most out of those. Yep, that's the, that's the approach I take. Right. I know lots of people like to skip breakfast on the days that they're planning on having a big holiday meal, saving their calories for that big meal. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Skipping breakfast is really not going to be wise. You know, oftentimes it kind of leads to that ravenous feeling, um, especially if you're doing a later afternoon or, you know, an early evening uh, meal with the family. And oftentimes we end up overeating then at that meal um, because we kind of are in the moment. We've lost control of, you know, and we just start 
you're kind of wolfing it down and then you get stuffed um, to the point where you're uncomfortable. And so rather than skipping meals leading up to it, I would encourage that people maybe maybe you have smaller dishes and you're mindful of that but you know focusing on making sure you're getting more fruits and vegetables at breakfast and lunch especially if you aren't sure that they're going to be offered at that um, holiday meal so kind of trying to get those fruit and veggies in for the day earlier in the day filling up on those lean proteins you know so it's okay to have smaller meals throughout the day but again focusing fruits vegetables lean proteins um, don't skip meals it's it's going to backfire on on more people than it it will probably be gotcha. successful a little so. more harm than good there in yeah. that situation. Um, so you kind of mentioned it there, but before we eat, we have to set the table. Are there any recommendations as far as like plate size and like how full those plates should be? I know typically like a dinner plate will have like a smaller like center mm-hmm. ring and then the outside will be like super decorative and pretty. Like is there kind of like a, a guidance as far as those yes. go or... And have you ever noticed that, like, sometimes our mom's china is, like, the plates are huge mm-hmm. and, you know, bigger Humongous. than our normal yes. dinner plates? And so I do encourage people, especially if you're somebody that has trouble with portion size, um, use a smaller, one of the smaller saucers or something that we'd maybe put our side salads on mm-hmm. or something. Feel free to use that for your main um, dish, especially if that helps you stick to smaller portion sizes. Um, I think that that can be a, a really good way to, to kind of, you know, help you stay on on track with with having smaller portions right so kind of work on portion control that way like you said just make it a little literally less plate to fill in that regard so i know like we just talked about too like sometimes it seems like that some of us like to eat at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon later than we usually have lunch and the smells that are coming out of the kitchen it's like oh man i just cannot wait it takes forever Mm -hmm. what are some good ways to kind of subside that hunger but still enjoy the meal coming up kind of like you said is there good foods that you would suggest like having like out for people to kind of snack on as the yep. big meals getting yep. prepped or yep and i i do this just about every day too carter not just at the holidays so this is uh, this is an everyday tip and trick mm-hmm. but um you know if people are truly hungry put out the stuff that they might not gra- grab at that meal so this is a great time to offer the fresh fruits or veggies um you know with a simple relish tray you know i do that for my own kids in the evening like at home they're hungry from after school and they're like i'm so hungry and i'm like well if you're really that hungry you'll eat this while i'm preparing supper um and then you know it's okay if they don't maybe eat as many vegetables at supper because I know they've filled up on that. And so same thing at the holiday time. Um, I think that's a good thing to offer, you know, before the meal um, because then we're offering our, you know, our guest, um, you know, lots of vitamins and minerals are filling up on um, lower calorie foods, but that are also, um, you know, full of fiber um, and tons of nutrients. And so they're getting kind of the, a good bang for their buck um, if they're munching on those um leading up to the holiday meal. Mm-hmm. Those carrots, those like celery sticks, kind of things yeah. like that that you would find, typically find on like a Absolutely. relish tray for yeah. sure. As we build our plates, what should we try to aim for as far as like different food groups? Kind of like what should our, our Venn diagram, I guess, of our plate kind of look like? <laughs> yep. so. um, I always encourage people to load up on the fruits and vegetables if those are there. Um, you know, a trick I always do is I often, if, you know, if I'm going to a potluck or, you know, a gathering with friends or family, I'll be the one to bring the vegetables because a lot of other people just don't think about it. And so if that's something that's important to you, um, be the one to bring that dish um, that's um, going to be a healthy food for you to choose and to load up on. And often when I am talking um, to my clients and those sorts of things in the when I have an outpatient consult, I encourage them to fill their plate first with those um, fruits and vegetables that are offered. And then thinking about, you know, what protein source they want and then filling their plate in um, 
you know, with kind of those carbohydrate food sources um, next or last um, and thinking about, you know, what sounds good and how can I kind of balance out that plate. Absolutely, you should put those things on there that you um, enjoy or you don't get to have as often. Um, And like I said earlier, you know, what I um, like to do is um, I think about what's what's the spread here what's offered it's like and if it's like well if this dish is offered uh, multiple times throughout the year when I come to this family get when you know other family gatherings I might skip that because I know that I can have that dish later on um, versus this dish is only made once or twice I'm probably going to go for that dish and grab that dish so gotcha just kind of being selective in the different I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the time it's typically carbs that it's like yeah. kind of being selective yep. in your your favorite carb that you would like or your favorite mm-hmm thing and kind of going from there with so many of those yummy foods available that we typically don't get other times of the year it can be super easy to go for seconds sometimes thirds Mm -hmm. uh, leaving us feeling really over full how can eating intuitively Mm -hmm. help us to kind of enjoy the foods that we love without feeling over overly full yep and I think it's important um, for us to think about how you know do you serve a meal where it's like family style so all of the foods right in front of you that whole time Um, or is it more of a buffet style where you go through the line and then sit down with your plate if food's in front of us and we're just sitting and having casual conversation we're probably going to keep eating without even realizing it so it might be an opportunity to move the food away um, or maybe you want to switch up how you're serving your meals and not offer that family style offering where we all pass around the food and um you know so I think it would be okay to have the food in you know kind of the line in a separate room or something like that but also you know the nice thing about holidays is that we often get to see family members that we haven't seen in a long time um it's a little slower paced people aren't off to the next sporting activity or wherever they're going and so it's a really good opportunity to sit and just enjoy um the company that is there you know maybe play games as a family um whatever it might be that your family likes to do during the holidays, but we don't have to center it around food um, as much as sometimes our culture does um, Mm -hmm. and thinking about some of the other things that come with a holiday outside of just the food and the fun flavors that we get to eat. And knowing that, you know, you'll get to eat this food again. You know, it's not like you're never going to eat this food again. So we don't need to just, uh, you know, go back for seconds and thirds and more and more helpings. Or you don't have to lick the bowl or clean your plate. You know, find a way to politely tell the food pushers that are often our dear grandmothers that, you know, slaved in the kitchen. You don't have to eat more food. You know, you love her. You love her food. Um, you'd love to take leftovers home. But you don't have to clean your plate. You don't have to continue eating if you are satisfied. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of listen to that. We all kind of have that trigger in our body mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm starting to get full. I'm starting yep. listen to that and yep. kind of start exactly. to back it off a little bit and exactly. be, listen to your, honor your hunger signals, right? right. When you're done. Absolutely. Done. There we go. Do you have any tips for picky eaters during the holidays? Picky eaters. I think that another opportunity is to bring your own dish that mm-hmm. you'll know you'll like, um, if that's something that your family struggles with. Otherwise, I think it's an opportunity to you know, be a little more adventurous and try some foods. Um, You may find that you like something. Um, If you don't, you can just kindly leave it on your plate. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. But generally, I, you know, I think that everybody can find something they enjoy and that they can fill up on. But again, I think it's an opportunity to maybe offer to bring your own dish that you know you feel comfortable with and that you know that your family will like too. So you mentioned kind of doing the buffet style and kind of moving the food away from the table after we kind of get done eating and we're still wanted to take that time to uh, talk and kind of have discourse with our loved ones that we don't get to see very often. Is it kind of a good idea to maybe move away from the table and kind of 
chat with them in a more intimate setting, like the living room or somewhere else where like the food isn't going to be present anymore. Absolutely. And you know, like I said, people can just keep eating if it's in front of them kind of mindlessly. They don't think about it. And especially if you're hanging out in the kitchen after leftovers are, you know, kind of starting to be put away and that sort of thing, you can continue to eat and, you know, kind of scrape the bowl out and eat that last spoonful. And um, so I think it is helpful to move that conversation somewhere else. You know, another thing is um, get out and go outside and go for a walk. If the weather's nice, um, you know, maybe it's an opportunity to call some of your loved ones that couldn't come this year we've started kind of FaceTiming um, long distance relatives that we don't get to see um, and just checking in and saying hi on those holidays. And so I think it's it's a time to, you know, be grateful and, and thankful for family members and friends and kind of turn that conversation away from the kitchen and, and elsewhere, you know, and finding some other ways to, to celebrate and, and be thankful outside of um, the kitchen table. Right. Celebrate the people that are there with you, yep. not just the food itself. Yep. Speaking of um, kind of celebrating and different different parts of it, beverages and stuff like that, when you're having those types of things are another huge component that a lot of people don't really consider. Do you have any tips or ideas for kind of the holiday beverage consumption and stuff like that? I do. You know, really, I'd encourage people to sting, stick to more of those calorie-free drinks. Maybe you like water, iced tea, um, you know, unflavored coffee, seltzers, those tor- sorts of things because drinks are something that we can kind of mindlessly drink, especially if we've had a really salty meal. You know, I can just, I drink water all day long and especially after I've had kind of a higher sodium intake. And so if I was drinking something that, um, you know, was significantly high in the calorie intake, then I could be drinking, you know, lots of calories that I didn't even really acknowledge that I was um, consuming. And so I think, you know, it's okay to have those fun, festive holiday drinks, but when we are drinking those throughout the day, it can really kind of sneak up on us. And so just making sure that we're making nutritious choices with the beverages that we're consuming too. And often times if those drinks are alcoholic and we begin to have too many, then oftentimes we kind of make poor decisions. And so that poor decision can lead us back into the kitchen where we are then consuming too much food as well. And so it can kind of become a nasty cycle um, without us even realizing it. Um, And again, it's mindfulness in in the drinks we're choosing too, not just the food we're putting on our plate. Gotcha. Just another thing to add to kind of the keep in mind as you're making those choices, like, hey, it all... It all is a cycle and all, it all has an impact on you and your overall wellness. Yep, so absolutely. Awesome. What does the dietitian do with the leftover turkey? We all have, it seems like we all have a ton of turkey that we don't know what to do with. Do you have any suggestions for what to yeah. do with the turkey yeah. after? Well, cook smaller turkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's been one thing that, you know, my family's learned over the years is you don't have to have the huge giant turkey that's presented beautifully. You know, you can just get some turkey breast um, and, you know, that meat's going to typically still be enough to feed, you know, the family that's coming. And, you know, everybody likes um, the turkey breast and it makes great leftovers too. I like to freeze a lot of um, the leftovers, um, you know, when you eat it day in and day out after Thanksgiving, it's like, wow, I maybe don't like this food as much as I thought I did. It was, it tasted way better the first day. Mm -hmm. And so foods that can freeze such as like the turkey breast, you know, I'll shred it and I'll put it in casseroles or stews or other things, um, throughout the winter, um, later on when I, you know, maybe want that good turkey, um, you know, taste, um, without having to go through all the prep work. So, you know, I like to stock up on kind of the the things that can freeze well. And then it's, it's easy meals on a Sunday when I don't want to cook later um, and that sort of thing. So 
So freeze it and save it for later instead yeah. of eating turkey for 17 days in yes. a row. Till, till, well, till and Christmas. Carter, four-day throwaway. I'm going to tell there you, you go. that. There you go. Um, we don't want to give our family members food poisoning either. And so think about how long your leftovers are going to last. And, you know, I know I have that dietitian brain, but I, I do think about, okay, there's this much in the bag. How many meals are we actually going to eat at home the next couple days? Um, and otherwise, I'll freeze the rest because... I hate throwing food away, but you also don't want to make your family sick. So um, don't eat those leftovers too long um, unless you've proper, properly stored them. So it is so. about that four day. Is that four day in the refrigerator and then throw it out and then throw it out or freeze it at that point? Or is it kind of a what is the Yeah, I would that? say the four day throw away is kind of um, the kind of the general, um, you know, terminology in um, if it's been in your fridge longer than that, it needs to go. If you've left it in your fridge that long and then freeze it and then rethought out, it's still like oh you're still probably on the line there if I probably wouldn't eat it I know I tend to be a little pickier than most um but um it that's why I said kind of planning ahead and thinking through okay you know we're going to be home these nights how long is my family actually going to want to eat this food um so it might be that you're freezing it ahead of time um kind of planning it out ahead of time after yep that turkey is done so well, Beth, thanks so much for taking some time to come and chat with us today. If you'd like to hear more about nutrition from Beth, check out our National Nutrition Month podcast that Beth did with us a couple of months back. That was awesome. So thanks for joining us again today. Yep. Happy to be here. Thanks.